the most consistent and best way to reprogram your mind is the constant spaced repetition of a new idea over time. Phrased another way, the story that you tell yourself over and over again that you eventually believe will become your life and your reality. If you want a different result, you must tell yourself a different story. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is if you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. Think when you change you, everything life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome. This is episode three of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. My name is Todd Bowerly, and I am a coach working with clients all over the world, helping them think differently so that they can get different results in their life. And this is an incredible episode. So following up from the last episode about how to reprogram your mind, these are the methods that you are going to use to take a new program, install it into your subconscious mind, so that new program will be what is creating or attracting your new reality. So first things first, you have to go back and make sure you do the exercises that I talked about in episode two about describing the negative situation or event in your life in incredible detail. What you're doing is you're capturing the voice of your old negative programming. You're capturing that program so that you can see it. And with greater awareness, you can see, well, this is something I don't want to believe anymore. And you have to go through the work of taking that negative and transforming it into positives into the opposite of what it is. Because if you have a situation in your life that you don't like, what you do want likely, very likely, is the opposite of that situation. So I gave examples of money mindset, and I actually used my own example of anxiety. My anxiety would get so overwhelming so that really the simplest of daily tasks became impossible. And this was an awareness I had from writing out a description of how my anxiety showed up at work and with my family and so on and so forth. I, I wrote down this one sentence in the middle of three pages of nonsense that said, I become so overwhelmed with fear and anxiety so that simple things became impossible. And when I went through this exercise of rewriting this as the opposite, just the try to find the polar opposite of this idea, I came up with this. I live my life by faith so that impossible things become simple. I realized I had found the new program. So the last episode was all about how do you discover the awareness of the old program that's wrong and what it is and how to, how to turn that into the program that you do want. So let's say, for example, that's the program I do want. I, I want to live my life by faith so that impossible things become simple or your results with money. You want to earn over six figures. You want to earn seven figures or you want to attract the right romantic relationship in your life or you want to live in the dream home or you want to find a career of purpose and passion or you want to travel the world, whatever the program is that you want. Knowing 
what that program is. How do you install that into your mind? I have put together a list of about eight different methods that I have used personally to reprogram my mind. This doesn't just come from like me reading a book or something. I have actually lived through these to one extent or another. And there's some that I lean on more than others. And I will explain all eight of these methods to you during this episode, which is why this episode is just a little bit longer than I would normally like it to be, because I want you to get them all and understand them all. Right from the beginning, I want to tell you there is no right way and wrong way of reprogramming your mind. This is why I've used all of these different methods myself. They all work in concert together. And one of the biggest things I do with my clients is I teach them about how their mind works. And when you understand how your mind works, I believe that leveraging each of these different modalities or methods of reprogramming your mind become more effective. If you don't understand how your mind works, well, some of these some of these methods are not going to be as effective. Now, I don't think there are those that are better than others, uh, but there are those that I use consistently, and I'll let you know which ones those are. And there's some that I struggle with doing. I struggle with using. I'm also going to share this, that most of you want the easiest, well, easiest, the cheapest, the fastest way to reprogram your mind. And I'll tell you right now, there's no such thing. There's Reprogramming your mind, breaking your conditioning, is a lifelong experience. So I don't think there's any quick band-aids that immediately changes everything in your life for the better. It is a lifelong process because there is no end to growth. We're all here in this life to grow and to become more than we are currently. And, and that takes time. And once you reach one level of growth, guess what? A whole new level of growth emerges. Once you reach one goal, you have another goal to reach for. Once you reach one limit, you realize, well, you have other limits that are farther away that you can push to. And there's no end for this growth. So you need to reject the idea of the fastest, quickest, cheapest, easiest way to reprogram your mind because it does not exist. And if anyone's telling you that it exists, then they're selling you something. <laughs> I promise. This is about a process of growth and change and one that goal-oriented, successful people who are continually reaching for the stars, for their dreams, those people understand it is a lifelong process. Let's start talking about these different methods of reprogramming your mind. And I'm going to start with what seems to be the magic pill. And for those of you looking for that easiest, cheapest way that I just told you doesn't exist, this is probably it. But there's, there's, a, there's a little caveat to that. There's a little catch. So number one, the first way to install a new program in your mind is to just simply change your mind. Just change your belief. Just stop believing the old thing and start believing the new thing. Now, that doesn't cost you any money. That doesn't take any time. And it has the potential to give you immediate results like that. But I want you to pay attention to what you're thinking right now about this. There's a chance that you have even stopped listening to me right now because maybe you're a little disappointed. Maybe you're like, but 
how do I just believe something different? That's why there's a catch to this one. If you don't believe that you can simply just change your beliefs, then this option isn't going to work for you. I was having a conversation with another manifestation coach. I was having a conversation about something that she was going through. And she said, she affirmed, she says, I know that my superpower is changing beliefs. Right? I think some people just have this conditioning to be able to look at their belief system, reject the negative, and embrace the new one. I would love to have that superpower for all of my beliefs. And I suppose therein lies a limiting belief, right? Wouldn't it be great to be able to just snap your fingers and change your mind and say, I don't believe that anymore. I believe this new thing. I believe that's a skill that can be built and acquired. Especially, especially when you understand how the mind is and how it works, how your conscious mind and subconscious mind work together. Especially when you realize the fact that you believe what you believe because someone else told you to believe that in the first place. Especially when you believe that source of truth lies outside of you rather than within. There's a whole lot of nuance to this idea of just simply changing beliefs. And this is where the other methods of reprogramming your mind come in. So that's the first one. Number one, simply change your beliefs. Say, you know what? I choose to believe this instead about me. Now, number two, I'm going to talk about in, under an umbrella, let's call it spiritual extreme sports. There is a whole wide variety of different aspects to changing your belief system, changing your subconscious mind, changing your programming. And some of these, this is not for everybody, nor do I think it's necessary. I think there are people that are called to have some of these experiences and try some of these things out, but let's talk about them just a little bit. I mean, I've got, you know, six of them written down right here. Number one, psychedelics. You know, this is a topic that I'm I'm largely ignorant about, though I have some, had some participation with it. And that's a whole nother conversation down the road. I will say this. I don't know enough to be able to guide somebody through that, nor do I want to. Um, I will say that you need to learn from people that know far more than me about that. But it's also not a magic pill. I've seen many people and I've, I've talked with people. I've worked with people who have had uh, psychedelic experiences or um, shamanic journeys. That's kind of the second one in this area. Uh, facilitated by plant medicine. I've talked with a lot of people that use this and they seem to have incredible results, but those results necessarily aren't permanent. They keep going back to it. If you keep going back to, to a psychedelic to try and reprogram your mind, there's something that's not working. I think that psychedelics plant medicine is extremely sacred and something that you use uh, intentionally with the right guidance and the right support and the right integration into your life. Okay, so it's not a Band-Aid where you're just going to go do this once and and that's it. And some of the, these experiences are can be incredibly traumatic. Some of mine were traumatic. So again, there's a lot of context that goes into that, but that's one option. Why? Why? Because what happens? Well, psychedelics help you remap your brain like dramatically and quickly it really plays with your perception of reality and reality is incredibly subjective now 
shamanic healings or energy work, some of that can happen uh, without the aid of any sort of plant medicine or psychedelic. And why does this work? Well, because we're energetic beings. And this is a principle I'll spend an entire episode on at some point. Your body is energy. The goals and dreams that you have in your life that you want to attract to you, guess what? They exist as energy. As energy flows through your mind, through your conscious mind, through your subconscious mind, it comes out in your action. Now, energy can move really fast, but sometimes energy slows down and gets stuck. Sometimes energy doesn't really flow. And that can come in the form of illness. It can come in the form of a program. It can come and start manifesting in your outside results. And sometimes we need people that understand how energy flows through the human body. And they can straighten that out. So there's there, there are different modalities of shamanic healing as well as, let's say, Reiki or other energy work to get the energy flowing in your body. But if you are conditioned to keep entangling yourself in negative energy or allowing it to slow, there's still some subconscious programming going on. And so then we can look at different things like hypnosis. And you know what? It, it, for some reason, and, and I have yet to find a hypno, hip, hypnotherapist to really communicate this with me to clarity, if you could just hypnotize yourself to be a millionaire, there'd be a lot of millionaires walking around. But I've also known a lot of people who are struggling is as spiritual uh, coaches or hypnotherapists that they're still struggling with earning more money. So obviously that can't be a magic pill. Now, one of the most transformational experiences I ever had was with a modality called quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. That was incredibly a powerful experience that I don't know that it really shifted my programming, but it altered my perception of reality again to a point where it, it, it created this emotional impact of suddenly I had this experience that changed some conditioning and programming. Okay, so hypnosis, QHHT works. But here's another interesting thing is our programming is housed in our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind operates on a specific frequency of thought. That frequency is called theta waves. And I don't want to get into a big lecture of brainwaves, but most of the time in the, in the outside world, when you go to work, when you interact with your spouse, you're operating in a range of beta waves, very active brain. Now, you get really stressed out, you're going to be in very high beta. Uh, if you're in a really flow state or an altered state of conscious, your brainwave moves super fast into a gamma state. But once you slip out of kind of this conscious experience and you're in a transitional brainwave state, it's called alpha, it leads to theta. Now, theta is the language of your subconscious mind. Little kids, when they are walking around, especially from the ages of, of about two to maybe six or even into seven, they're in a theta brainwave state. This is a state where you are being programmed. You're soaking up the environment. So there is an actual technique of reprogramming yourself called theta healing. And I'd love to get someone that I work with on to the podcast as well to describe this better. But theta healing is a form of energy healing that you can go in to the subconscious and take out one program and put another program in. Now, sometimes that kind of theta healing can result in incredibly dramatic shifts in your life. From my experience, there have been major core beliefs that I've shifted, but it's created a subtler 
shift in my results. And I think these things are more cumulative. Like the more programming you shift in your mind, that's when your results really start to change. So again, the second group of, of spiritual extreme sports is another method of reprogram your mind. But you're really, you're changing the energy or I think you're creating some emotional impacts in your life. See, most of our memories, most of our programming, most of our limiting beliefs, most of our trauma, well, it came from an emotional experience. Something happened, bam. And our mind was imprinted with an event that we identified with. I guarantee you, the psychedelic experience is going to leave you with an emotional impact. My QHHT session left me with an emotional impact. So you're going to have those experiences as well. That's part of what's creating this shift in our mind. But spiritual extreme, extreme sports, that may not be for you. And also I think it's something that you don't want to rely on. You know, there's a lot of people that get hooked on professional development and they jump from one modality to another, one healer to another, one coach to another, one program to another. And they're always searching for something that's wrong with them. And all of these modalities and everything I'll continue to talk about needs to lead you to a sense of wholeness where you realize there's nothing wrong with me and you don't need to be searching anymore. This is what I mean when I say you shouldn't have to rely on spiritual extreme sports only to reprogram your mind or change your energy. But some people do because they don't know about the other ones or they haven't really committed to these other methods of changing your conditioning and programming. Again, they're looking maybe for the easier, simple fix. So let's talk about some of these other more significant, more practical methods of reprogramming your mind. Number three is your environment. Most of your conditioning and limiting beliefs came from your environment already. All right, I talked a little bit about my experiences of struggling with uh, struggling with money or, or anger or anxiety, that those came from my parents. Well, why did they come from my parents? Yes, there's an aspect of genetics involved. Absolutely, there's some energy that's involved. But mostly, they're the people I spent the most time with. Your life, the results in your life are really the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So who are you spending time with? What, what does your environment look like? And this is more than just the people. So it's the people, right? The, the human beings in your life that you're interacting with, that you're having conversations with. It's also the messages and media that you consume. If you have Fox News on all day long or MSNBC on all day long, talk radio, you're going to adopt those beliefs, those programs of other people. That's why we call them TV programs, radio programs because they're programming us. Okay. So it, it's, it's what you're consuming. My voice in your ears right now, this is a program playing. Now, hopefully it's, 
it's one that leads you to further autonomy, further accountability, further empowerment. Because I invite you to step into your power. I don't make that happen. You do. You choose. And, and so you can have, obviously, people and programs in your environment that are helpful or holding you back. You have to evaluate those. I would also say the environment that you wake up and live in. What Like, when you open your closet, does it give you anxiety or does it empower you? Your home and how it's decorated and how it's organized. I've recently gone through and pulled apart a large uh, you know, closet in the basement and I've thrown away things and I still have things sitting out that are not put away. Like I'm in the middle of that project and that like zaps my energy. My environment is contributing to this program. And really it's cr- contributing to a program of procrastination. So how your home is decorated even, I mean, the colors on the walls, right? Um, the state that you live in, the community that you're a part of, are you close to nature? Are you only in the city? All of those things contribute to your programming. And you have to look at the new program you want to install and say, is my environment conducive to this program? One of the big things that I do with clients when they come to work with me is we work in a group setting twice a week. And then we mastermind on top of that. Why is a group so important? Because when you collaborate with other people who are goal-oriented, who are learning the same things you are, whether they're further ahead or behind where you are, you're all learning the same thing and implementing it in the same way. And changing your environment, it's one of the best ways to change. And we don't normally, normally, if people are looking for help in reprogramming your mind, the people around you are not doing the same. Otherwise, you'd already know how to do this. Right, So you're looking for greater help and support in doing that, and you get around a group of people that are all doing the same thing, and you start to accelerate. You stop drifting back towards your old programming. So you have to look at the program you want to stall, install into your mind, and you have to ask yourself, are the people in my life going to support this new program? Uh, is my job and career and what I do going to support this new program? Sometimes that's a large part of the cause. What about my family? What about the quality of relationships of my family? What about the home that I'm in, the state that I'm in? Is that all going to be conducive for me to install this new program? And you might have to make some dramatic changes. Quitting your job, moving states, Improving your relationships with the family members. Changing the nature of your relationship with your marriage, with your children. Hey, these are big things that you have to change, but it contributes to your program because that's where your conditioning and programming came from in the first place. So number three, change your environment. Now, number four is meditation. Meditation is a hugely powerful way of changing your conditioning and programming. But there's all kinds of different meditation. Some mindfulness meditation that just focuses on breath work serves to disconnect you from the external environment, from whatever's happening outside of you. So you can see and have greater awareness to your thoughts. It's creating space where you can make different decisions and different choices. You can think more clearly. Now, one of the people that I absolutely follow, who I love, who I feel like has this modality down is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And in fact, 
the book that I recommend of his, and it's it's really only valuable if you commit to doing the meditation work on the end, is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Again, I will drop a, a link in the show notes so you can pick up that book and read it. But it's only good if you're going to do the meditations. And you can purchase those meditations as well from from iTunes or whatever you use to purchase your, your media from. I will put a link in, in the bio for that. Because... There is an aspect to meditation of slowing down your brain waves. Remember I talked about that earlier in Theta Healing? Your brain is programmable or reprogrammable when you're in a Theta brainwave state. So there's this invitation of falling awake in a deep meditative state where you slow your brain down and slow your body down, but remain conscious. And then you can go in and consciously change and shift your programming. Again, this is a skill that you learn over time. You don't meditate once, and voila, everything is magically wonderful. It doesn't work that way. Because you are so conditioned to live from the outside environment and the information streaming through your senses, it takes practice. Days, weeks, months, years of practice to be able to effectively move into your subconscious mind and reprogram it. So we're not looking at a quick fix. We're looking at a new habitual lifestyle. And it's powerful. Some of my changes I know have come as a result of using this kind of meditation work to reprogram my mind. It absolutely is effective. And I feel like Dr. Joe Dispenza is the guy that has figured it out in terms of shifting your subconscious programming through meditation. Okay, so the next one, number five, is study. You know, the best way to change your thinking is to have new thoughts. And where do new thoughts come from? From other people's thoughts from other people's ideas, from other people who have learned more about themselves, the world, well, specific skills, maybe finance, the mind, and they share their knowledge with you. You have that new knowledge that replaces your old ignorance, and you start to develop a greater understanding of who you are in the mind. So many people look at me and say, Todd, wow, I would love to be like you. I get this comment on social media. I'd love to be just like you. I'd love to be able to teach people on, on how to step into their own power and, and master my mind so that I could help other people master their mind. And I, I tell them, if you really want it, I'll tell you exactly what to do. I have made a, a, a lifetime. My whole career has been based around study. And what, what do I mean by that? I mean, reading books, buying and investing in programs and going through them, working with mentors, which I'll get to later in just a minute, um, actually doing the work and putting it into practice, asking questions, continuing to read more books, going back to other books that I have read and rereading those books over and over again. And then most importantly, studying my own thoughts, asking myself, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing? And examining my programs so that I can shift them. Study needs to be a part of your daily habit. Now, 
now we're getting into an area where I think we're becoming more and more effective at reprogramming yourself. If you have a daily habit of studying, that I think may cause you to accelerate in reaching your goals faster than some of the other things that I talked about. Studying has done it for me. By the way, this podcast that you're listening to currently is a form of study. If you do not have a daily ritual of studying new knowledge, you are not going to shift your programming conditioning. I can make that an emphatic statement. Like, that is certainty. If you go on a psychedelic journey and you do not study the mind after that, the journey is a waste of your time. If you change your environment and you don't study how your mind works and what you are thinking, what a waste of time. If you meditate and you don't acknowledge the thoughts that you're having and lean into them and learn how to shift them and study more about the mind, meditation isn't going to solve your problems. You have to study consistently without new thoughts coming into your mind. You are never going to have new results. So read books, listen to podcasts, engage with mentors, take programs, study, 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 study. It's one of my favorite methods of reprogramming your mind. Because when you really start to do this, you start to see how it's all connected, how all this knowledge and awareness is connected. And then you can leverage it better. Study. Now, if we think back to the last episode about discovering your new program that you want to install, I can look at all of these things and say, okay, I'm going to magically change my beliefs or... I'm going to engage in some spiritual extreme sports to try and release the negative program and, and bring the new one in. I'm going to put myself in an environment that's conducive to that new program that I want to really support. And I'm going to meditate and, and release some of the negative thinking and try and reprogram my mind, put the new program in there. Uh, and I'm going to study and read material that's in line with that new program. All of that really works. And it's a beautiful intervention. But one of the most powerful ways to reprogram your mind is this. Number six is affirmations. I am statements. I am that which I choose to be. Now, I hear a lot of people say things like, I am anxious. I am overweight. I am poor. Boy, Every time you say that, you are encouraging that program. You are strengthening that program. I am a quitter. Boy, you're going to strengthen that programming. What are the opposite of that? I am healthy. I am strong. I am fit. I am wealthy. I am a successful entrepreneur. I am powerful. I am capable. I am. Affirmations are one of the most important empowering tools that you can use, but you can't just do it once. You have to do it with repetition. It's not just once. And when you look at all of these things, right, a lot of these, some of these are events, but when you start getting into meditation and study and now affirmations, repetition is 
an incredibly huge aspect to shifting your program. Why? Well, let's look at it. If you grew up in a household that was abusive or, or in poverty, and you were your subconscious mind was expo- exposed to that exclusively, especially between the ages of two and six or seven years old, every single day, 365 days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're exposed to this conditioning and programming. If you grew up feeling unsafe that you were going to be threatened or bullied at school every single day and you go to school 200 days out of the year, every day you're experiencing this fight or flight. If you have a boss that's emotionally abusive and you are taking a job where you are not filled with life and passion and you are not earning your potential and every day you go to that, every day you are exposed to that negative environment, every day through repetition you are programming yourself to live that way. It only stands to reason that affirmations are not going to work once. You can't wake up in the morning and just write them down. You have to use them over and over again. It is repetition of a new idea over time that is going to reprogram you. I want to say that again. The most consistent and best way to reprogram your mind is the constant spaced repetition of a new idea over time. Uh, Phrased another way, the story that you tell yourself over and over again that you eventually believe will become your life and your reality. If you want a different result, you must tell yourself a different story. It's a new story that you tell yourself over and over. An affirmation is nothing other than the description of your new character in a new story. I am successful. I am happy. I am safe. I am secure. I am powerful. I am wealthy. I am healthy. You have to use those affirmations over and over and over and over again, nonstop. They become a mantra in your mind that continues until you become it. Repetition is the best method of reprogramming your mind. Repetition of a new program or affirmations consistently and paired with emotion. Plain unemotional words are not going to impact your subconscious mind because your subconscious is emotional to begin with. It, It communicates not so much in words, but in feelings and in emotions. So you can't just say, I'm healthy. And not feel it. You have to be, I am healthy. I am vital. I am strong. I am powerful. You can't just say, I'm a millionaire. Be like, I am a multimillionaire. This is the best I've ever felt. I am the most confident I have ever been in my life. Right? That's how you need to talk to yourself. Affirmations, repetition of emotionalized affirmations over time will change your programming. Now, Why do I love this one so much? Because you are 100% in control of it. When you go to an energy healer, when you are working with a hypnotist, when you are taking psychedelics, there's a whole lot of things that are outside of your control. And you have the ability to choose your thoughts and choose your thinking all of the time. And when you discipline your mind with that, you can more easily become what you think about. 
So affirmations, I think, is the most powerful way of doing it. Now, you also can't just listen to somebody else's affirmations because your programming might be a little different than somebody else's. You have to learn how your mind works and identify your own negative programming so that you can install the right affirmation at the right frequency with the right emotion to shift your programming. You have to learn how to do that. So everybody then asks me, Todd, what book do I read about that? Where's the best way to go for How do I do that? Hopefully this podcast helps, but I will tell you what. And you are already participating in the seventh method of reprogramming your mind by listening to this, and that is mentoring. I think one of the most underutilized resources in reprogramming your mind for success is mentoring. You have to work with someone and build a personal relationship with someone who can get to know you, who can see your blind spots. Right? The program blinds us to itself. It's elusive. It hides in the shadows and the corners of our lives. And when we pull out the flashlight and we try to find it, guess what? It hides. It runs and hides because it knows you better than you know yourself. And sometimes someone else with a from a higher view of consciousness can look at your results and look at your programming and listen to your, your self-talk and catch it for you like that. When you have a mentor that can teach you all that they know and be a conduit of their knowledge and also build a relationship with you to be able to catch you in your nonsense, in your program, and call your attention and awareness to it and then give you the tools on how to shift it, that is by far the most powerful experience that you can have. It's the most valuable. It's also why it's probably the most expensive. It's probably why most people don't choose to make that investment in themselves. And they're missing out on the biggest gift in the world by not having a mentor. And there's a whole lot of people that are skeptical about mentorship to begin with. Oh, you've got some program to sell. And you know, I used to be one of those people. I mean, I grew up in the 80s where uh, you would have infomercials of, you know, um, buy these VHS tapes and you'll become rich. The irony is when I actually did it myself, I didn't realize what I was doing. I, th I thought I was hiring a mentor, but I also got this program. And the repetition of that program and material did far more actually than even the mentoring did. But it was the combination of the two. I was given something to study that was teaching me about my mind and about how to create my own affirmations. And I was supported by someone who knew more than I did. Now we're talking about extremely effective reprogramming of your mind. Everybody needs a mentor. You can't live in this life without one. And I will say that to anybody. Because when you were a little kid and you didn't know how to crawl or tie your shoes, your mentors, your parents who knew more than you did, taught you how to do that. So you've had mentors. You went to school. You had to learn math from somebody. If you played sports, you had to learn from a coach, if you played an instrument, you learn from your teacher. When you go to work, you have someone teaching you what you need to be doing. We do this in every area of our life. We hire out for specialized knowledge to learn a skill 
to acquire knowledge, but we don't do that with our mind. We don't do that really in the course of our life. Why? Most people in life are not operating with that awareness that you even need it. How in the world would you have learned to tie your shoes? Would you have just used YouTube as a kid? No, someone would have to teach you that. Now, yeah, you can figure things out on your own. You just go through life and acquire knowledge and skills. You can watch other people do it, absolutely. Uh, but it can take a really long time. Mentoring helps you accelerate. Like when I work with somebody, I want to work with someone who is ready for acceleration, whose mind is open enough to learn and accelerate. And ultimately to do what? This is not just about knowledge for knowledge's sake. It's about applying knowledge. And so the final, the best way of reprogramming yourself is finding a way to integrate your knowledge with action and behavior and doing. You have to take an idea and put it into action. Ultimately, any mentorship that you get, I believe, needs to not only explain information and help call you on your nonsense so that you can reprogram it, but help encourage you to tie that idea into action. Because here's what happens. When you do something different, when you take a new action and you eventually get a new result, you get to observe that new result and complete the learning cycle. So an idea that began in the mind that you got emotionally involved with, that you absolutely integrated into action and behavior when that creates your life and you look at it and observe it, you have learned something. You've learned that thing I did on the inside that affected my behavior and I acted this way. It got me a different result and I should do that again. The final piece of any programming has to be doing, putting into action all of the theory, all of the ideas, putting it into action and getting a different results. And when you observe those different results, you go, wow. I have changed. Reprogramming your mind isn't a game just about feeling better. It is about changing your results. That is how you know you've changed something. That is the best measure that you can use, is integrating it in your behavior. To sum up, I really believe there are these eight different ways to help support reprogramming your mind. Number one, you can change your beliefs and simply not believe something anymore and embrace a new belief. Number two, you can engage in all kinds of spiritual or energetic extreme sports. Number three, make dramatic shifts in your environment. Number four, reprogram your mind through the art of meditation. Number five, study continuously. Number six, affirmations based on the principle of repetition. Number seven, mentoring so that you can get the help that you need to accelerate. And number eight, integrate all of your knowledge in behavior. Actually do something different. 
On the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to teach you more about how your mind works. Because all of these methods and all of this knowledge that you've received so far isn't as useful as you think it is unless you really understand how your mind is a machine and that it works a specific way. And your mind works just like my mind, and so does everybody else's. Join us next time. Thank you.